Now, welcome to the Embark Minipod brought to you by Embark Group as we take a snapshot look at some of the finer topics from across the industry. Now, today we're taking another look at some of the findings from our latest investor confidence barometer and specifically the cost of living. Now, joining me to talk about that is Embark Group CEO Jackie Leeper. Jackie, thanks for being with us. Welcome. Um, Obviously, the cost of living rise is a clear problem, well, for the whole economy. I mean, the latest figures suggest CPI rose 8.8% in the year up to September. Clearly, it's all going to have an impact both on investors and on those advising them. So I guess let's look at what the survey tells us. Let's first of all focus on advisors. Now, they're clearly from this survey pessimistic, it has to be said, about the impact that the higher cost of living could have on their clients' savings. I mean, that's just the outlook they have. It is, and thank you, Roger. Um, I, I think if you look at advisors, they, you know, we surveyed them looking at, you know, what percentage of their clients do they do they feel are confident and would not be having to adjust, if you like, their contributions or sell down investments. And most advisors felt that around, you know, the sort of the minority would not have to make any adjustments. So that would mean the majority do need to make adjustments. Um, and actually, we're a bit in uncharted territory in some of this, because where do you make the adjustments? Uh, you know, because it's probably more than just how much you're paying in, isn't it? It's also the type of investments you've got, and in particular, those that can be, uh, you know, I guess, inflation-proofed in some way or another. Yeah, and how do you how do you deal with uncertainty as well? Because, I mean, even since the last time we did the survey, the pressures on households obviously ratcheted up steadily. You've got... Uh, the QE effect, fiscal spending, supply chain issues, the war in Ukraine. I mean, all these things are still ongoing, so we don't really even know the extent of this. You're absolutely right. I mean, it, it feels like actually it's it's going to get worse before it gets better. I mean, this survey was up into the end of September, and that that is before we had the mini budget <laughs> and some of the ramifications from that. And I, and I think almost uncertainty is the new normal, right? I mean, I, I, I think... Maybe a few months ago, we were going, once the, the war in Ukraine, Russia ends, we'll get into a more stable position. Whereas I actually think it, that what advisors are now having to turn their attention to is, how do you create a strategy that can cope with what is essentially uncertainty? Uh, and, you know, what is a long-term investment and how long do you let some of these things run? You know, do you stay in the same portfolios and the same asset classes, which is fine if you've got quite a long time to retirement. Uh, but, you know... I think even things that you would have just been happy to ride the storm on previously, you're having to really go back and reconsider, actually, do you need to make any changes and do anything differently? Yeah, and at the most basic level, I suppose one of the things, perhaps not certain, but pretty sure, is interest rates are going to rise and that's going to hit mortgages and people just have less money to invest. They absolutely do. I mean, so this survey, when we looked at, you know, are people uh, making changes to, to how much they're investing? They absolutely are. So about a third of people are reducing the amount that they've got to invest. Uh, and that's into ISAs and GIAs primarily on the pension side, where you normally would see pensions are normally more resilient. But even in the pension space, you know, in some cases, 15 percent of individuals um, are looking to reduce their contributions. And that's where alarm bells start rigging for me personally, because I think, you know, that that really is not going to be felt for quite a long term. And you could be losing out on things like employer contributions, tax relief, you know, and some wider benefits. Um, but, you know, I guess if people are having to balance just having enough money to live, then they're making some hard choices. And those hard choices obviously are going to be in their minds and, and perhaps will inform 
the advice that they they seek. I mean, is the higher cost of living inevitably is going to, I I'm one would assume, would make people seek more advice. It, it does is that borne out by the survey? That that is borne out by the survey, and I think that's the real positive here. There's a big opportunity for advisors, and advice in the survey, advisors believe that around, well, at least half the advisors believe that, you know, it has increased the amount of people seeking advice. So I think there's a huge opportunity for the financial advisor community to step forward and in particular be able to explain, you know, some of the trade-offs for individuals around things like should you, you know, save less into, you know, the different parts of your your financial planning, whether it's pensions or uh, ISA, GIA, um, should you think about the investments that you're in and, and actually how do you trade off higher interest rates and high inflation uh, in the current environment because you can almost see that for some people cash savings where you're getting a higher interest rate might feel quite might you know quite compelling quite interesting but but against the inflation rate you're losing money so you know it, it really needs a far more sort of sophisticated strategy and that's what advisors are there to do and that's what they're great at. Well, that was what I was going to ask. Is there, is there evidence that advisors are building in uh, inflation modelling, I guess, into what they're saying, trying to, trying to, I suppose, navigate their way around this? So on our survey, two thirds of advisors did report that they've introduced inflation modelling. So that's very encouraging. That would suggest, though, a third maybe need to up their game a little bit. Um, and I think this is this is, again, back to the real value advisors can bring. You know, they have a lot more knowledge around other propositions and products that people can think about, you know, you know, inflation linked bonds, for example, or they can think about different investment strategies and asset classes like infrastructure and some of the illiquid type investments. uh, You know, if someone is looking to take a a sort of longer term view on their investments, advisors are sort of well versed in all of that. So I think advisors can see some opportunity and certainly some of them are, are on the front foot and thinking about you know, how they can bring more of that sort of inflation modelling into the planning with their clients. So what about the clients? I mean, let, let's think about how they are positioned. We've already touched on the fact that the, 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 the advisors are rather pessimistic about what their clients uh, might be prepared to do. But what evidence do we have about people taking on these kind of worries of, about inflation and, and really how they're going to maintain their own standards of living? Yeah, well, I think one of the really telling parts in the survey is that only a very small, less than a third of advised clients and an even smaller, you know, less than a fifth of non-advised investors believe that inflation will have no effect on their savings at all. So they are worried and they do, you know, they they are concerned because the ones that are not concerned are probably the ones that are fairly affluent and are, are far more sort of resilient, I think, to the current position. So I I think it would show that clients are feeling quite nervous and really looking for some guidance on what decisions to make. I think it's very interesting that advised consumers are definitely taking more proactive action to change their strategy. So again, the benefits advice are coming through quite strongly where those individuals are reporting that they're making changes on the advice of their financial advisor to get, you know, a, a higher inflation adjusted return really in their investment strategies. Well, I was going to ask on that, I mean, because obviously the, the investors might say, well, you know, can anyone ride this out in a sensible way? Does, is any of the advice I'm going to get actually going to make much difference to me? But, but you say the benefits are clear. The benefits definitely are, because there are ways that you can protect your investments from inflation. You do need to consider, I, I you know, it's like everything, right? The the mix of your asset classes, you know, your your own risk appetite, um, and, and, you know, effectively, all the best strategies are diversified. I mean, that's that's kind of 
stating the obvious, I suppose, from a financial advisor perspective. But I do think making some very obvious shifts um, and making some obvious changes, because I think one of the, you know, more challenging elements of the current environment are, you know, previously government bonds would have been quite a safe haven for lower risk investors, people that are closer to retirement. And actually, those have had some of the most volatility, the highest volatility really we've seen for 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 many a year really, um, and therefore advisors will have clients who are concerned about the returns that they're seeing, particularly if they're nearing retirement and could crystallise a loss. So definitely, I think there's investors recognise all of that and are almost kind of clinging on to the advice that they can get from their financial advisor. Yeah, and I mean, one of the stats that, that stood out to me from, from the survey was one in three advised clients since the pandemic have discussed inflation protection via inflation-linked bonds. Uh, with, they talked about that with their advisor. One in four have discussed infrastructure rights and, and cryptocurrencies. But but in a way, you, you'd almost expect it would be more. I mean, that's just a third or a quarter yeah, yeah. doing this. Exactly. This, And I think this is interesting, isn't it? Is this because we are in uh, sort of uncharted territory, you know, and advisors are maybe in some cases quite slow to respond and, and and if clients are perhaps taking the long view they might just be assuming that the advisor is going to come to them and, and recommend when they make changes rather than them go to their advisor so it feels like for me there's a little bit for individuals to think about prompting their advisor and asking about you know what what could they be doing to uh, consider some changes that protect them against inflation, but also do advisors need to be a wee bit more proactive here? Because this is the sort of thing that will really build loyalty and build your reputation with your clients is, is really sort of insulating them through some of this volatility. But I guess all this inevitably could mean that some people just revise, reduce or even get rid of uh, of their savings um, because they simply need the money to live. Well, you touched on this at the beginning, but that's pretty alarming for, for someone in your position. I mean, is there much evidence that they are doing that? Oh, we, we are definitely seeing it come through. And, and certainly, that you know, the survey said about a third of um, investors have reduced or will reduce the amount they're saving because of the, the higher cost of living and just trying to, I guess, balance their household expenditure. That is quite alarming, and we are seeing that come through in actual behaviour. Um, so people that, you know, perhaps would have used up their whole ISA allowance, not quite using all of it. Um, and we think that will continue well into next year and probably for most of next year. Um, and then on pensions, I mentioned that, you know, whilst we haven't seen quite as big an impact, it's still quite alarming that 14% of advised investors are reducing their pension contributions, 10% non-advised I mean, I, I always think on the pension side, there's such a wider impact. You could be losing out on additional contributions from elsewhere, um, as well as the sort of tax relief element. Which all suggests that, that, that advisors need to have those kind of conversations with these investors and, and talk about, well, compromises. There's got to be compromises, but how to shape them. Exactly. I think um, for advisors working with their clients, they've got to think about, you know, have you got all the right information? Do you need to get some illustrations, show the impact of reducing pension contributions over the long term? You know, if you're if you've got another 20 years to run, a reduced pension contribution now could be absolutely disastrous on your your final pension pot. And I think showing that to someone in the black and white can really help with those trade offs and those decisions. Um, and then equally, I guess there are other ways that advisors might be able to help on, you know, where is the pressure on the household finances? What else can clients do to help, you know, make those trade-offs really? So I think having that renewed view on the, the, the sort of personal finances, 
you know, where people's pinch points are, what are they concerned about? You know, more I think mortgages is a key part of that. You know, people that are perhaps seeing significant hikes in their mortgages and interest rates have, have gone up. Um, you know, I think that's part of what a financial advisor can do really well, actually. Here's here are the order of events that you could consider in, in the priorities. Yeah, because they've got to be sympathetic. I mean, someone says, look, you know, in the here and now, I just don't have enough money to take me to the end of the week. I'm, I'm scarcely going to, uh, you know, think really about the future. But you've got to have those conversations. You've got to have the conversations. And I think the other thing advisors can do really, really well is there's a timing thing as well. You know, our tax system's pretty complex. So, you know, the timing of when you sell down on investments, the timing of when you stop contributions, you know, even that in itself. So even if you've got some inevitable changes that you need to make, just making sure you do it in a tax efficient way, you do, you know, that you're thinking about your allowances and so on. It's all that's all really quite complex, and but it's really, really important. So um, absolutely have the conversations early, get as much factual information as possible um, and, you know, basically help people make these decisions eyes wide open. Yeah, because I mean, you know, timing is what comes into my mind. I mean, they were saying timing, secret of great comedy, also the secret of great investing, because it's when you time your contributions, what you think about uh, the moment to do it now, not put it off in terms of these discussions and compromises. That's all vital, isn't it? It absolutely is. I mean, I was speaking to an advisor last week who was saying, actually, this is a great time to buy because stocks are cheap, right? So getting in on some things, if you've got some money and, and what you invest in you could be getting a fantastic deal so there's some real you know you might be saving a little bit less but you could get in at a point and buy when when you know stocks and and funds are really good value and therefore you gain or as as you know the volatility quietens down and investment markets bounce back so timing is everything yeah and as you say very interesting little optimistic note even that if you do if you do have a little bit of money you can actually you know, there are opportunities as well as risks right now. Exactly right. There's opportunities as well as risks. I think, isn't it? It's it's interesting. Volatility in itself, um, I think, makes you pay more attention to your investments. It gets you thinking about, are you on track for what you're trying to achieve? There's got to be something positive in that. If it gets you re-engaged and gets you taking a fresh look, is it all still relevant for what you're trying to do? And that that's an advisor's bread and butter, right? But you know, if someone's just been ticking along, actually, this volatility in the market does prompt people to take a review. Yeah, a good moment for it. Jackie, thank you so much for talking to me. That's uh, Embark CEO Jackie Leeper there speaking to me about the findings from uh, the survey, the Investor Confidence Barometer on the Cost of Living, a really vital issue, but fascinating insights into the difficulties both for advisors and for investors in all that. So thanks very much, Jackie. I'll be back with more mini pods. I'm Roger Hearing for now. Thanks for listening. Uh, goodbye.